This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by Sci-Fi Saturday's Bartow. It is February 21st, 2015 from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Yes, and they're going to have the Raider 1 Cylon ship from the original 70s Battlestar Galactica is going to be on site. Wow. They're going to have many sci-fi collectible vendors. Amazing. Panels, games, a life-size TARDIS, a Doctor Who costume contest, food vendors, the 501st Star Wars Club is going to be there. Oh, snap. Oh, yes. And the USS Haven Star Trek Club. Cosplayers are welcome. And just so you know, it's a totally free event. Free! Completely free for you and the family. It's going to be a family event. So come on out and see us at Sci-Fi Saturdays Barto, And that's Sci-Fi spelled just like the TV network. S-Y-F-Y. Saturdays Barto, And come out and see the happy hour with Johnny. And Deuce! Yes, sir. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course I have... Deuce, what's going on, man? Hey, Deuce. Man, we have a very special guest here on the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We have Robert Franzizi, and uh, you may know him by another name. He is a... Wow, he's a viral. He's gone viral right now. There's a video on YouTube. You may have seen The Real Peter Griffin, and... uh, January 6th, they uh, launched the video, and he has over 7 million views. This is insane amount of uh, views uh, in such a short period of time. Almost a million views a day, if you think about it that way. And, uh, Robert, welcome to the uh, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Thank you, thank you. It's wonderful to be here. <laughs> wow, it's, it's such an honor to have you here. And uh, Wow, so how has your day been today? It's, it's been pretty crazy, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was, you know... I worked all day, and you know, it's just uh, you know another day at the grindstone. And uh, I go, I come home just like anybody else. It's it's pretty surreal for for an average Joe like myself to go up around the world. I don't even have a passport, and people write to me from Brazil. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Now, are I, I take it you were a fan of Family Guy, or is just kind of just kind of came together, or you're. Do you like the show? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've been a fan of Family Guy. I, I'm not going to lie. When the show first came out, I didn't watch it. It wasn't until, like, that first time it got canceled and there was all we had was, like, a, a, a DVD series of, of seasons one and two together. Um, I went, I was in high school. I think it was, like, 2003 or something like that. And my buddy had all the DVDs. So we used to just, you know, I used to borrow his DVDs and we would talk about the episodes at lunchtime. Oh, wow. And that was basically how Family Guy started for me. And then they brought the show back, and I just started watching it on TV. And from then, you know, the rest is history. Wow. Do you have uh, any favorite episodes? or? I have to say, I, I can't remember if it's the first or second season, but there's an episode called The Perfect Castaway. And that episode is the one where they go to Pelican's Reef. Oh, and yeah. he's, he's still a fisherman. He, I, he, I think he already lost his job at the toy factory, and he was trying to make a career as a fisherman. And they go to this place called Pelican's Reef, and for like 10 minutes, the the, uh, the the pirate dude with the peg legs and the peg arms was explaining how like people have never come back from Pelican's Reef. And they go there, and they're on the boat, and they catch like a ridiculous amount of fish. 
but um, like this tidal wave comes and they like get stuck on they get marooned on an island. And that entire episode from beginning to end is is just hysterical. It's my absolute favorite episode. Yeah, I I've been watching Family Guy since day one, and I what really got me back into it was the Stu Griffin story, that little straight to DVD movie. Did you ever see that? Which one was it? The uh, Stewie Griffin story, the straight-to-DVD movie they did with Stewie in the future and all that. Do you remember that one? Yes, yes, I do, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of stuff out there. And everybody considers me to be, like, the family guy guru, but I'm, I'm just an average fan like everybody else. I'm, I, it's just that I just happen to be able to do the voice, and I'm really, really good at improv. I, I've discovered that about myself. You know, there's not many skills that I have in this world, but... As long as the skills that I have to make people happy, I'm, I'm happy at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, are you a Star Wars fan by by chance? I am a huge Star Wars fan. I've probably been a Star Wars fan since I'm about three years old. Probably the first movie I ever saw. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, uh, so you must have been uh, pretty happy with the Star Wars Family Guy specials? Oh, I love those. And, you know, only a true... Um, Star Wars fan really pick up on the little nuances that they do that they do in those those movies. Like I know I know that move those movies back and forth and upside down. Um, if you close your eyes, you know the score of Star Wars. Star Wars is nothing without its music. And if you watch the Family Guy specials and you really listen to them, they're playing the scores at the same time that the scenes are actually happening in the original movies. So I can really really appreciate like. How Seth MacFarlane made sure that he paid that much attention to those movies. Yeah, I I love John Williams. Uh, I mean, he's a, uh, I mean, he's his music is synonymous with just any any classic. You know, all of his themes are so classic, and you're able to hum them. And he's just, and I love that in that first. I think the first Family Guy Star Wars special. Um, was the what, my favorite one just because uh, especially there's that, there's that scene where they're was it they're talking about Danny Elfman and and uh, and they <laughs> they had that whole scene with the two sons. Oh, yeah, John, John Williams gets killed or something, and then uh, and Danny Elfman has to do the music, and it's just this is very comedic. Yeah, really, really hilarious. I'm a I'm a huge um, film score buff actually. Like I love film scores, so like I really appreciated that, like you did, where they took you know the actual cues and everything like that. Um, oh yeah. So uh, I, I, we noticed, we could not have not noticed that you had a Sergeant Slaughter t-shirt on when you were part of that video. You're obviously a huge wrestling fan, I, I take it. Um, how did you, how long have you been watching wrestling? Oh, God, since I've had teeth. <laughs> so just like it's, us then. I, 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 I'm actually a, let me see, let me think about this now. I'm like a fourth generation wrestling fan. Oh, wow. Nice. My grandfather used to tell us stories about how my great he was watching television, like wrestling on television, and he would see his parents in the audience watching. So my great grandparents like wrestling. Wow. So I'm like a fourth generation wrestling fan. That's awesome. We we love wrestling here. That's part of like one. We have a, a fan base that loves video games and comics and all that, but we also have a, f- a fan base that listens to our wrestling uh, programs as well. And we love to talk about wrestling, and we all have different. You know, fans and different things that we like about wrestling. Uh, are you currently watching WWE, or are you kind of like our old school fan that appreciates the classics, or both? You know, I'm a huge, huge, huge old school fan because obviously, I mean, I was alive towards the end of like the golden age of WrestleMania and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I, I enjoy the stories these days. You know, I, I watch the um, the, the pay per views. I, I my, my friends. Um, I have one. Uh, 
buddy. He's a wrestler. He wrestles on the minor circuits. He called, he wrestles under the handle of uh, the great Bambino, CJ Antonino. And it was really him that got me back into wrestling. Because for, for decades, I stopped watching wrestling. It was like, I stopped watching it like around when like the, the Rock and Stone Cold were reigning king. Yeah. And um, after that, I had dropped off the wayside. I picked it up a little bit more when I was in college. I, I watched like when like Batista was there with Triple H and all those guys, and I dropped off again. And it wasn't until I became friends with him that he was like, "Well, we got to start watching wrestling." So I went over his house because he used to pay for the pay per views, and we started watching all, all, all four of the major major pay per views. And that's what really got me back into wrestling. But I've been a wrestling fan, like I said, since I was a little kid. I used to love Hulk Hogan, and I used to jump off of my couch and do wrestling moves on this bear that was the same size as I was when I was a kid. <laughs> and uh, I just, you know, I've always loved it. Uh, do you have a, a current, like, favorite wrestler that's, like, active today, or? Uh, there's a lot. Of, I, I love Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I think he's an awesome guy. Um, I know he's not currently wrestling because he was injured, but I, I like him. Um... Let me see. Uh, what's his name? Dean Ambrose is hysterical. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's hilarious. He really I think gets. Dean Ambrose hit. is like is like the modern day Jake the Snake. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. Definitely, yeah, he's awesome. He gives a hundred percent every time. I I totally agree. I I really love like when somebody really loves the business so much that they put a hundred and ten percent into it. Because sometimes you want, and what really drove me away from wrestling was when I was starting to watch matches where people's hearts weren't into it, and you can clearly see that like. The guy went to punch him, and the guy took a bump, but their, their fist was like six feet away from the guy's face. It, it was like, it, it just got so fake and so over the top. When you watch wrestling when in the 80s, in the 90s, it was really like a soap opera. It was like, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan is uh, feuding with Macho Man because he Macho Man thought that he was looking at Miss Elizabeth. And like, they had like these epic, epic yarns that they were telling that they just don't come really close to anymore. It's like, oh, well, now somebody has money in the bank and somebody else is mad at somebody. It's, yeah. it's really like, it's, it's, got, it's gone from soap opera to reality TV. It's really what wrestling's gone to. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a great way to, you that's know, equate that. I mean, I, I think, I think they, ever since the, the WWE Network came out, I feel like they've had to kind of um, try to freshen things up a little bit because they did lose some of that market share because of that, you know, $50-$60 pay-per-view is now nine ninety nine every month so they've had to find a way to make the, the current roster happy and as well as with advertisers so I mean uh, and even, even the WWE Network at the beginning had a rocky start because I even made a Grinds My Gears video if you go on my YouTube channel it's under my name Robert Franzese if you look up that channel not the Boom Big Pants one yeah. um, I did, actually did a Grinds My Gears on the um, the uh the, the WWE Network. I was like, you don't really grind my kids in WWE Network to that. And I was showing the screen and it's not loading. It was like, it's because it doesn't work. <laughs> I actually if it was on YouTube. If it was on YouTube or it was on Vine. Because I also have a Vine, too. What's your, what's your Vine? Because I dabbled between the two of them. What's your Vine? What was that? What's your Vine address? It's under the same name, under my, my original name. Because it was just a regular, like I said, I'm just a regular guy. It wasn't like yeah. I was going to stop making special pages for everything. Yeah. So it was just like my regular Vine. I couldn't even get like 10 views on my Vines. Now it's like everybody's subscribing. It's it's awesome. It really is. It's like going from Joe Schmo to like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like 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 I said, like Brad Pitt, like in, in, in like the blink of an eye. Well, oh, you know, you're in People Magazine, you're in, it's ridiculous. 
Well, it's awesome that you've you know taken your time to to, to speak with us. Uh, it's uh, we really appreciate that. Um, yeah, not a problem. Love talking to geeks. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man. Look, we we that's what I'm saying. You guys, we're all we're all brethren. Yeah, yeah man. Exactly. Right. Power to you, man. Like we. That's what I'm saying. We always, you know, when we when we do each uh each episode, we're always like, this is a this is a podcast made by geeks for geeks. You know, that's, that's exactly what we are. We're like, we're not the Big Bang ge- Bang Theory geeks. We're like, this is how geeks really talk. Like we love. We're passionate about things. We don't have to have, you know, the little suspenders and all that. You know what I mean? Like this is the way society, you know. Picks geeks to be alike, you know. It's we. This is this is how and we big are. Big Bang, Big Bang. I mean, there are merits to Big Bang, but I'm not a big fan of that show because it doesn't reach out to like every kind of geek. See, Big Bang is a very specific clique of geekhood. Right. I think that they're more like nerds. See, there nerds could be geeks and geeks could be nerds, but they're two very very different subclasses of, of one genre, I guess you could say. Because um, I, I would I would classify them all as outcasts. But a nerd is to a geek, like, a nerd is somebody that, like, you know, takes, you know, like, they're very, very intellectual, they're very smart, they're very studious, they put their dedication into their education, um, they're, they're one of those guys that, like, will out-talk you in a YouTube forum because they just know more about the world than you do, whereas a geek is, I would describe a geek as a passionate fan. Pick something that you love that you love more than maybe somebody should. And if you can fit into that category in any way, I don't care if it's football, if it's action figures, video games, if you are a passionate fan about something, then you're a geek. If you like football, you're a geek because you're a football mm-hmm. geek, you're a sports geek. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, there's, I, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about a lot of different things and and uh, I, I don't think I've actually heard someone like break it down that way, and it really makes a lot of sense about you know the the different different groups and the different subgenres, subclasses of that as well. Because for me, it's like you know we're here at the happy hour, we're unabashed geeks. Like we we love talking about you know anything, and I think that's what for our show. I think what people really relate to is it, to us. It feels like there's two guys sitting on the couch talking about stuff, and that's I think that's what we kind of want to do. And uh, right now you're on that that proverbial couch with us, so and I really you know that's it's a lot of fun. I mean we we just love and just geek out on all kinds of things. And uh, one of the things that I noticed is that you do several different voices, and you kind of briefly touched in that in your video. But like, what was you know what was one of the first voices you learned that you were able to do? The very first voice I ever did was Grover from Sesame Street. Oh wow. It was the absolute first one. And the reason being, and it's funny, because it's, it's my brother that really made me want to do voices, because he used to sing this song to me from Sesame Street, um, where Grover is a waiter, and he has to memorize what people's orders were. And he always used to mess up this guy with the big blue heads, um, and he had a mustache. He was like a very like angry guy. Like, I don't know why he kept going back to that restaurant. It's, it's like the same principle. Like, like why did Wiley Coyote keep using acne products if they kept backfiring? Yeah. So, Grover works in this restaurant. He was like, I will use my waiter's memory. And he makes up this song. And he's like, round and tasty, bun, bun, pickles, french fries, yum, 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 in a hurry to be fit, pretty eyes and a big blue head. And he sings this song to the guy. But, What's funny about the skit is that he keeps messing up the order anyway. Like, he'll, he'll give him something that fits that song, but it's not a hamburger. He gives him, like, an orange in between buns. Like, it's hysterical. I used to love Grover. Grover and Elmo were my two favorites as a kid. And it just stuck with me. I was like, my brother could do that voice. Maybe I can, too. When I worked at it, 
And I saw the movie E.T. when I was a kid, too. And the older brother could do Yoda's voice, which is the same voice as, as Grover. And Frank Isles does their voices. He also does Fonz the Bear and Miss Piggy. And from there, it was just like, okay, well, now that I could do that voice, what's the next one I can do? So I would just watch cartoons and pick up the voices just like that, like Inspector Gadget and the Claw or the, the Looney Tunes, the Muppets, like the wall. That's, that's, I mean, I, I kind of, I dabble in it a little bit as well. Like I only do like certain voices, but like, I, I appreciate that because like, I don't think voice acting gets enough credit like it should. Cause it's not, there was this awesome documentary I saw recently on Netflix called, I know that voice. Are you, have you seen that documentary? Uh-huh. I actually heard about that documentary and I think it's great because it's, it's a thankless job. It really is. I mean, I went to a panel um, at a, a, a convention that I love going to every year. I, this year, it'll be the third time I go. It's called RetroCon. It's run by my friend Sonny and Rosemary Tusky. And they had um, the voice from the original G.I. Joe uh, cartoon series. They had the voices of the Baroness and Zartan. And they also had Sergeant Slaughter there. And they had a panel where they were talking about what it was like to work on the G.I. Joe show. And what the guy that played uh, Zartan is uh, uh, Zach Hoffman, uh, I think his name is. He's an awesome guy. And what he said was, um, you don't realize what an impact your voice has on people because when kids were playing with the Zartan action figure, it was my voice that they were playing with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you think of a cartoon character that you love and you're playing with the action figure, it's the voice of the person that played them that you're playing, that you're imagining in your head. So how many countless adventures do people have with his incarnation of that character? Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what's awesome about voice acting. Yeah, and I and the thing is, what blew me away with the with the documentary was the fact that like they a lot of the voice actors like really get into the character. Like it's not just them talking into the mic. Like they their facial features change, their mannerisms change, their 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 whole demeanor changes to kind of fit that character like they become that character which is pretty amazing it's actual acting like i don't think a lot of people realize oh absolutely that. You're, 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 in fact it might be even harder than regular acting because when you're regular acting there's somebody else in the room and you're feeding off of their energy they're feeding off of yours you're in a situation maybe there's a set when you're in a booth you're by yourself and you have to create the emotions out of nothing that's a lot harder than just acting on stage or acting in a movie yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I saw in in your video that you were at a like a video game booth. Um, are you a pretty big gamer, or do you dabble in it, or? Like I said, I've been, I, I like with the wrestling and, and Star Wars and all that. I have been a geek since I was probably three years old. I'm like a kid that never grew up. First game I ever played Super Mario Brothers on the original Nintendo, nice. and uh, we actually have a video coming up on the Boom Big Pants site. That's going to be our next video. It's a teaser. Um. I'm giving you right now, Inside Scoop. Um, our next video is going to be at me and New Year Comic Con playing video games. And uh, I, I love, I can, I can literally beat Super Mario Brothers in eight minutes. Wow. That's one of my talents. Wow. I can beat that game in eight minutes. That's insane. <laughs> wow. And, and how that skill came about was we used to have a, uh, a Nintendo in the break room uh, where I work. And, um, we had a little TV, and 
we, we had about an hour's lunch. So it would only take me about 15 minutes to eat my lunch, and then it was like, great, one hour going to kick around for 45 minutes. So we had a Nintendo in the break room, and it would get to be where I was playing Super Mario Brothers so often because we all, it was like one of five games we had, and the other one sucked. <laughs> um, I would just play Super Mario Brothers like every day, and before you knew it, it was like, oh, well, now I can beat this in eight minutes. And, and my coworkers would sit around and watch me play this game, and it, it got to the point where I was so good at the game, I could play it five times through without resetting the game, or it gets, like, increasingly difficult, and I literally shut the game off because I was tired of winning. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you up to date with what's going on with the current-gen consoles, Xbox One and PS4 and the Wii U and all that? Are you up to date? I have a PS4 and I have a Wii U. I don't have Xbox One. I, you know, it's just a cost issue, really. I, I just can't afford all the systems. And honestly, there's really nothing for Xbox One that's telling me get that system because it's not available. the game isn't available on PS4. It doesn't make any sense for me right now. At least, maybe, I think it was a Dragon Age, I think it was called. That looked like a pretty cool game, but it's not worth it for me to buy a $300 or $400 system just for one game, you know what I mean? Yeah, what are you currently playing right now? Um, well, Destiny's the most recent game that I played. Uh, Destiny's, uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's tough, though. It's a lot of grinding. It's very reminiscent of the days when I played World of Warcraft. Uh, I played that game for about two and a half years. I was a guild leader. I had a whole thing going. My character's name was Thor Odinson. My guild's name was Defenders of Asgard. Like, we, I was, like, way into Thor for a long time. And this was way before the movies came out. I've been a fan of the character Thor for God knows how long. I think that stems from He-Man. Because I was always a He-Man fan, and I was looking for, like, more stuff to read about He-Man, because there's only limited information out there. So I started reading Thor because he was similar to He-Man, so it was like kind of like the extended uh, adventures they had. So that's why I, there was like no Thor video games out. So I decided um, one winter break when I was in college, I was like, okay, I want a Thor video game. World of Warcraft is kind of like Thor's world, so I'm going to create a character and just pretend he's Thor. And a 14-game free trial turned into two and a half years wow. and becoming wow. a guild leader. So that game is like digital crack. That's what everybody says. The World of Warcraft is pretty much straight crack. Like once you get started, yeah, you if you're, just won't if you're get considering off. getting into it, just kiss your wife goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have friends that play it, and they, I mean, they they really get into it. Like it's they'll take like a whole weekend and be like, all right, this is our our WoW weekend. We're gonna put everything away. We're gonna not worry about work. We're just gonna be you know getting people together and playing, and and they they have a great time. And it's kind of the same thing. I I, I see League of Legends has really gotten huge. Are you familiar with that? I never played League of Legends just because I, by the time that game became popular, I had already gone out of WoW and I was not going to start another game. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I mean, they have like 95 million people playing that game. That's kind of insane. I mean, it's it, I think they've taken what the, the formula, the, the WoW formula, even though they're different games, but they're taking that whole marketing and gaming and make it and trying to make it a brand out of it. And that's I think that's why they've become you know pretty successful. Well, that game is free, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's free f of uh, it's a five versus five. Essentially, you have five teams. You know, a five group team that fa faces another five group team, and 
And uh, I don't know how they make money, but I mean, they, it is a free game. You know, I know WoW they have like a subscription. Oh, so game. it's five on five. See, I thought it was like an open world game, like WoW. No, no, no. It's it's five five v five is what they call it, and uh, it's it's taking elements from World of Warcraft. You know, you have your magics and your spells, and you upgrade your characters and do all that stuff and and whatnot. But you 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 have a team that you work together with. So it's kind of it's kind of gonna have like an RTS feel to it, like a real time strategy feel to it, where you have to team up together and you know defeat the other the other team so but it's really really popular now and i was just you know i've never played it i've never played wow either so <laughs> but everyone keeps telling me to check it out so maybe i will i have like a free trial right I, now. I blame wow for i blame wow for like embracing my geekdom see when i was in high school i was still in denial that i was a geek like i was like oh it's normal that i have like star wars and all that kind of stuff because it's normal and i played football and i thought f- football gave me like a free card to like not be a geek yeah. And I was, like, trying to avoid being geek, like, by all means. And then when I started playing WoW, it was just, I, I sat down, I was like, look at my life. I was like, I have Star, I, I still collect Star Wars figures and I'm playing World of Warcraft. I like, I just need to own that I am geek because I just need to understand and, and just live with it. And once I lived with being a geek, I was much happier. Well, much happier in life. No, I, I'm right there with you. And I also hate how society kind of tells you, hey, when you get to a certain age, you got to put down the game controller. You got to stop reading comics. You got, you know, you got to become an adult and go get a job and get married and have kids. And like society kind of doesn't help, you know. So I'm right there with you. I like to see it as getting older is a requirement, but growing up is optional. Yeah, yeah that's there the you go. Best way in the world to put it, because I'm right there in the same bandwagon with you. Because I mean, I still, I mean, we both still do all of our geek stuff. I mean, we got real jobs, and you got married and had kids. I didn't, but I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm a lost boy, man. I'm never gonna grow up. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you, I even used to work for I used to work for Toys R Us. I was a Toys R Us kid too. So you know, <laughs> I had my paycheck went to half the inventory. <laughs> oh man, that's the way to go right there. That that must have been a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, episode seven's coming out this year. I'm, I'm, um, pretty stoked about it. I mean, it's gotta be better than what Lucas did with the prequels, right? <laughs> Which one is this? Episode seven. Oh, Star Wars. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> you know what? I, I saw the commercial, the first one, the trailer that everybody's seen like five million times over. Yeah. And, um, at first I was kind of pissed about that little droid. Cause I was like, is this going to be another Jar Jar Banks thing? But then I found out something that turned my whole attitude about that droid around. And the simple fact is, that droid is real. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's... I read an article somewhere that that droid is real. It's not CG. And Mark Hamill said that he was playing with it on a set. And that instantly made that droid cool. Well, I think... Just the fact that it was real and not, like, some stupid thing that, like, George Lucas probably, like, was like, okay, I'll sell you the rights to Star Wars only if you ruin it with CG. Yeah, no, I, I, I think J.J. Abrams. I mean, I, love him or hate him, I, I really do think you know he is a huge fan of Star Wars, and I, I, and I think that he, he wants to use the organic, real sets. You know, he doesn't want to be sure he's going to use CG in it, but I also think he wants to pay, you know, homage to the original series. And I think when he did this on location, you know, real sets and him pictures of him creating an actual X-wing and an actual Millennium Falcon and and all that. I think he really gets it. I mean, I, I have a lot of faith in him, and I, I don't think he's, you know, going to do it wrong. I mean, I, I have a lot of high hopes, you know. Because of what Lucas did with the prequels, 
you know, there's a lot of prequel haters out there. There's a lot of fans that are divided. Either you love, there's three types of fans. There's people that are okay with them. There's fans that love the prequels, and then there's fans that only love uh, the original series. You know, and uh, what what type of fan are you? Do you appreciate uh, the the prequels, or are you kind of mainly original series? Only the original flavor. Only the original flavor. I I mean, okay, we had to have prequels because they had to explain a bunch of shit, but. I am a Luke Leia Han fan. That's what I've always been. My, I have a niece. She's two years old. She loves Darth Vader. Literally loves him to the point where I have one of those three-foot Darth Vaders that my brother got me as a gag gift. She brushes his helmet. She sticks in marshmallows. Like, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, most, most girls would play with, like, like dolls and stuff like that. She plays with Darth Vader. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean... So, I mean, and... and I mean, I've always loved Star Wars, and you're hard-pressed to find somebody that loves Star Wars more than I do. I mean, there are a lot of people I realize out there that are on the same bar, but, like, they're, they're, you have to be politically insane to hate Star Wars, I mean, to love Star Wars more than I do. I mean, you have to be, like, one of those girls that thinks she's an actual Jedi and believes in the Force and shit to get, like, worse than me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how long have you been going like, to be... the cusp of not being normal like in Star Wars, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I hear you, man. I mean, I I uh I want to get some ink done, I guess, and uh, obviously it's gonna happen. I'm gonna have some sort of Star Wars something on my body somewhere. It's 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 inevitable uh, for me. But uh, how long have you been going to conventions for? It's I can't remember the first year I went to conventions. But I can tell you what the first convention I ever went to was it was called Icon, and it was one of our locals of. University. It was called. It's called Stony Brook University. Um, it's on here on Long Island in uh, in New York, and they used to run this this um, this convention called Icon. And what attracted my brother and I to it was actually Star Wars. They had they were showcasing um, Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca, that he was going to be a guest at there. And they also had General Veers. And if you don't know who General Veers is, he's the guy that uh, drives the hats to the. Um, the Hoth base and attacks the, the base and basically destroys it. Mm-hmm. So both of those guys from Star Wars were going to be there and we wanted to meet Chewbacca because who the hell wouldn't want to meet Chewbacca? So we went to the convention and we just had a blast. It was like, we never saw anything like this. We thought we were the only geeks left in the world. When you really, because neither my brother or I had a lot of friends in school. And there's, there's a 10 year differential between him and I. He was born in 78, I was born in 88. So he grew up with Star Wars and I was raised on Star Wars. So it's, it's like a little bit different our love for Star Wars. Like he saw it when in its prime and I was raised as if it never went away. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. it's a- So <laughs> going to a convention and seeing other people like us was a rare, rare treat. So we went, I, you know, I think it was back in like 2002. I think that was around when we went. I was definitely, maybe even earlier than that, because I think I was still in middle school when we went. And <laughs> it wasn't until 2008 that we went to the first New York Comic Con that we ever went to. And I think they started in 2006. And, I, and we skipped a few years, and then 2012 is when I debuted Peter Griffin. That was the first time I ever cosplayed at a convention. And uh, so, how how's this week been for you since uh, the actual launch of the uh, video, January sixth? It's been really surreal, man. Um, I think that the video's out a week now, right? I think it came out a week ago yesterday. Yep, a week yep. ago. 
Yeah, it was a week ago yesterday. I think it, I think they launched it like ten o'clock in the morning or something like that. And we weren't expecting it to be, you know, huge. But I mean, it wasn't impossible because I did go viral twice before. And the second time I went viral, it went. It got like a million and a half views. First time I went viral, it got five hundred thousand views. And it's really Reddit. I can blame Reddit for be going so viral so many times because it keeps getting posted to that community, and then all of a sudden, oop, there goes all the views. And it, I was at, I think I went, I was at work, and somebody was like, dude, one of one of the guys that filmed me, he's a friend of mine, uh, Phil. Uh, he texted me, and he's like, dude, the video is 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 up, and it's and it's starting to blow up. And I was like, don't tell me this is happening again. Because who goes viral three times, really? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a joke. Like, are you kidding? Like, it's going viral again. But, like, there's no way I could top the million and a half views again on the last video. And I didn't even post those videos. That's the best part. None of those videos that went viral before were my videos. This time, it was actually my friends that posted the video. So, it starts going viral. Then it's got 100,000. Then it's two, three, four, five. So every time I look at it, it's another 100,000 that it went up. Then it's a million views. Then it's two million views. I was like freaking out. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is happening right now? And by like the next two or three days, it was like three or four million views. I was like, we already doubled the first video. That went like the second video that went viral. I was like, we have more views than those two videos combined. It was like blowing my mind. All of a sudden, my Facebook page starts blowing up for the real life Peter Griffin. I'm just getting like contacted by like other countries by radio shows a lot like this one um and it was just really like surreal because i love it i love it i really you know to be even welcomed into the cosplay community the way i was was really really awesome because that's what i love about cosplaying there is no judgment we were the outcasts in school so there's really no room for you know bullying or there's there's a right way and a wrong way to cosplay the way i see it is are you in a costume are you having fun if you can say yes to both of those you are cosplaying like a lot of people like well well this other guy is not as good as him i've seen other peter griffins at, at conventions and you know what i say kudos to those guys because if as long as they're having fun they're doing it the right way How's it been working with Boom Big Pants? Boom Big Pants, you know, it's funny. Um, Boom Big Pants is brand spanking new. This is our first video. I'm part of it. Um, and it's my, my friend and, uh, my friend Eric and I used to work together. He's, he's one of the guys with Boom Big Pants. In fact, if you look in the comments of when I first posted it on my Facebook page, somebody says, shout out to Aaron Rodgers. My, people thought my, my friend looked like Aaron Rodgers from, from uh, football fans. <laughs> oh, nice. And um, if you look in the, in the picture, that's him. Um, him and I used to work together, and we used to come up with stupid jokes all the time. Kind of like you guys are doing now. Like, we could have had a podcast of our own. Just the stupid crap we used to talk about every day. And one day, he was just, he looked at me, and he's like, boom. And I don't know what made me say it. I was just like, big pants. So that became our catchphrase. We'd just look at each other and just be like, boom, big pants. And that, it's, it really means nothing. Like, literally means nothing. So when he introduced me to his friends that, that are film majors, um, Phil and Tom, they were the ones that filmed me at New York Comic Con. It was like, my friends want to do a documentary about you. Would you mind? I was like, absolutely not. That sounds like pretty cool, actually. 
So he followed me around New York Comic Con filming. There's like a whole bunch of footage that you guys haven't even seen. And I think we're going to be making more videos with that footage. And um, we're like, we need to make a channel to post this video to. Like, you know, and, and I was like, why don't we call Boom Big Dance? Because that's like our thing already. So and I was like, there's no way anybody else could have that name. It's, it's completely random gibberish. So my friend Eric was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do Boom Big Dance. So we created the channel, and the rest is history. Well, that's that's awesome. Uh, and uh, we we love the video. Uh, I'm going to actually uh, take a quote from you from the video, because this is what sold me on you, Robert, to be honest. Uh, near the end of the video, you say, I go to work. I'm a nobody. I have a nobody job making nobody pay. But then I go to New York Comic Con, and people are pulling out phones like I'm Brad Pitt or some shit. Makes me feel like a million bucks. <laughs> like... That was like when I saw that Tuesday morning when when I watched the video, I was like, "Yeah, one of us made it." You know what I mean? Like I, like I was literally cheering in my seat for you, even though I'd never met you, I'd never talked to you, but I was like, "Yeah, one of us. We we crossed the finish line, brother. We made it." It's like when a guy makes you out of the friend zone, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's exactly what it is. It's like, yes, like, it's what like, a high five like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But I was I was just so happy to see how big this thing's blowing up because you're just you're just one of us. And, you know, we, we do this show, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. You know, we do it twice a week. And it, it's just two guys, kind of like you, that are just we're just regular guys. We have regular everyday jobs, but we – we come on here and we talk and we, we have a good time with each other and just try to, to, like you do, make other people happy and let other people enjoy what we're doing. And you know what? You guys are awesome for that. I, I really thank you for, for inviting me on the show to talk about stuff because, you know, it's, it's, I always have a good time talking about geek culture and all that kind of stuff. And it's 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 been really surreal. Like like it's it, the, the outpouring of love and support that I've been receiving all around the world, really, like, Apparently, I'm big in the UK and, and Brazil and like and places I, I didn't even you know like think that videos in America would blow up in. It's it's ridiculous and it, it's really like the only way I could describe it is I, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie called It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Christmas movie. Oh yeah, we love that and movie. At the end of that movie, um, basically, what the premise of the movie is for the viewers that haven't seen the movie is a guy is basically hindered his whole life. He had big plans for his life and he was held back his whole life. So he starts to feel like his life doesn't matter. And he wants to know what it's like to see a world where he never existed because he, he owned a building and loan company and his his absent-minded uncle loses like $8,000 or something like that. Some, some big amount of money. Yeah. And this corrupt guy finds the money and takes the money, so he's going to go to jail. So he's like, he wishes he was never born. So this guardian angel basically um, gives him his wish that he was never born. He sees how the world was different without him in it. So when he finally prays to God to be real again, to have existed, uh, the outpouring of support that his community gave him to support him in his hard times is a lot like how I feel right now with the world just, you know, loving me for what I do. You know what I mean? And there's really no way to thank everybody for that. Well, it has to be an amazing feeling getting all that love coming back from out there. I, I want to ask you a question. And I hope it doesn't sound weird, but how do you think this has changed your life, man? 
it's, it's difficult because, I mean, you feel like a part of the world, you know? Like, you feel like when you go to work every day, your job doesn't matter. What you do every single day of your life doesn't really affect the world. Nobody knows what you're doing every day. And to have something like this happen, where you can actually feel like you made a difference in the world, that you put a smile on millions of people's faces, there's really no feeling like it. It's like a high that you can never come down from. Well, that's exactly what a lot of comedians say, you know, when they're when they're on stage or on doing specials and whatnot. Like, they, there's that high you can't explain that just makes them, you know, like they're floating, you know, like they're somewhere else. Like, it's an out-of-body experience that they can't explain, and that must be something that you're experiencing every day, and that's that's got to be awesome. It's like seeing something so unbelievable, the only reaction you can have is to laugh. <laughs> that's awesome. Have you like, had... you just, just got to laugh. And, like, stuff like... CBS made a cartoon of Peter Griffin, like, as God, creating, like, a little play, Peter Griffin, and the nameplate underneath, it's Robert. It's been Robert on the nameplate. And when I saw that, like, literally, my mind, like, shattered. Like, I've gone viral twice before, but the best thing that ever happened was that Seth MacFarlane once retweeted me. But the fact of the matter is they actually created a cartoon of me, and I was... They were really, like... Like, it's almost like I'm part of the lore now, you know what I mean? It's... It's surreal to, like, look at something like that and be like, somebody took out time to create that, you know? Yeah, and that, that's that got to be huge for you. Um, I, I, have people met you on the street yet or walked up to you and been like, hey, I saw your video and things like that? It happens all the time now. It's funny. It really is. Like, before, like, when I went viral the second time, like, maybe once in a blue moon, somebody would be like, I just saw a video of you on the internet. But now it's like people are walking into my job and they're like, aren't you the guy from the internet? <laughs> and it's, it's really like, oh, I saw you on Newsday, which is one of the local papers. Um, I saw you on the, in the People magazine. You were on the front page of Yahoo. And it's really like surreal. Like, like I'm kind of like a celebrity now. Like I'm a local celebrity. Yeah, Robert, we, we, uh, man, you're, you're so awesome, dude. Like, we feel like we're talking to a brother here, man. Like, you're, you're like one of us, like we said. Like, it's, it's, it's so easy to talk to you, too. And I think that's why people, like, it's something you can't train, you can't teach. You're, you're a personable person. Like, you're easy to talk to. You, you, people, when people talk to you, it's, it's, there's a good feeling they get. Like, we're smiling as we're talking to you because you're, you're so friendly and so personable. And that's something that you can't train, you can't teach. And I think that's, Sure, you do an amazing cosplay and, and a great voice, but I think people will gravitate to you as a person, and I think that's what we wanted to do here on this uh, podcast: is just reach out to Robert Franzese, you know, because you're that you were the guy that we want to talk to, you know. So we appreciate you taking time, you know, out of your day to you know talk with us. Oh, thank you very much. And it's the way it's really the way I was raised. I mean, I I'm not a fake person in any way. I mean. If something bothers me, I'm going to let you know it bothers me. And and if I love something, I'm going to be the first guy to tell you, hey, I'm a huge fan of that. And it's, I think that's why I get along with a lot of people these days. You know, like when I was a kid, it was didn't really work out for me because it was just a cool guy that had the best action figure in the world. It's some stupid crap. But now it's like, as an adult, people appreciate how real I am. Because there are so many fake people out there. And to be a real person is, a, is unfortunately a rare thing these days. And I, I hope to inspire other people to be real with themselves. Whether you're a geek, whether you're gay, whether you're whatever. Be yourself because there's really no better way to live your life than being you.
I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And we, you know, we live 20 minutes from Disney World. And if the, if you ever come down on vacation, you come down to any conventions down here, we have an open door policy to you. Anytime you want to come in live in the studio and, and talk with us, we'd love to have you on the show. I would love to. That sounds awesome, actually. So uh, before before we let you go, um, would you mind uh, plugging anything that you're working on right now or um – you know, you're, I know it's Robert F-R-A-N-Z-E-S-E, Franzese. Uh, I guess if they Google you, they'll find all your social media. Yep, yep. Um, if you look on um, Facebook, I have a page, uh, Real Life Peter Griffin. And then you can also follow our Boom Big Pants Facebook page. Um, we also have uh, a Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at NY, like as in New York, NY Peter Griffin. Um, I also have uh, Vine under my regular name, Robert Franzese. My YouTube is under my regular name, Robert Franzese. And then obviously Boom Big Pants is the YouTube page. Uh, they have a Twitter as well. I think it's at Boom Big Pants. And uh, I mean, those are the social media aspects. Like, people told me to make an Instagram, but I don't even know how to use it. I feel like an old person with a cell phone. Like, <laughs> touch something, you know? <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad, man. When we started the show, we kind of got lucky like you did with the Boom Big Pants. We did Happy Hour Podcast, and we couldn't believe nobody had taken Happy Hour Podcast. Yeah, we were the only ones that had that that name. We were like, I, my head exploded. I'm like, there's no way. People have to have a Happy Hour Podcast somewhere. So when yeah. we Google our, us, we're the only Happy Hour Podcast that pops up, and it just blows my head. I mean, I can't believe it. So, And we're, we're, we're like you. We're we're just two guys sitting there on a couch talking about stuff we love, and we, you know, and you're – as far as I as far as I know, you're you're like one of us, and you're sitting on the couch with us right now. So we, like I said, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day to to talk with us. And um, is there anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners before you before you go? Uh, yeah. Um, as far as the videos go, um, we're gonna be posting more stuff on Boom Big Pants, but some of the smaller videos, like the grinds my gears and stuff like that, I'm gonna keep those going on my regular page. Um, because we're separated a little bit. Um, my Boom Big Pants people are all the way in Queens. I'm on, I'm in the middle of Long Island, which is like maybe like a 50 mile differential. So I have to jump on a train every time I want to make a video, and I want to put more videos out for you guys. Because if you guys are enjoying them, I want to keep putting them out. So. Rise my gears and stuff like that. Small time videos. I'll be posting on my on my page, so you can subscribe to me. And then on uh, Boom Big Pants, that's where our big stuff's gonna be coming out, like the uh, the documentaries and the viral videos and that kind of stuff. We've taken up enough of your time now. We really appreciate it, though. Thank you so much. You're a class act. You're amazing, and uh, we look forward to seeing your future endeavors. And uh, please keep a line, keep a communication open with us. We'd love to plug anything that you have in the future. Yeah, and if your buddies at Boom Big Pants want to come and plug any of the videos you're doing, they're more than welcome to come on the show and, and plug anything they want. And you have got an open-door policy anytime you want, brother. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you for having me on the show. This is awesome. No problem. Thank you so much. You have an excellent, excellent day, and we will uh, talk to you soon, Robert. You too. Take care, guys. All right, man. See you. Later. Bye. <laughs> and, of course, uh, that was Robert Franzese. Let's, let me spell that out again. Uh, F-R-A-N-Z-E-S-E. That is F as in Frank, R as in Robert, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, E as an eagle, S as in Sam, and E as an eagle. So definitely uh, check out Robert Franzese on Google. Like he said, he's everywhere. Uh, and um, was it Boom 
boom big pants. Boom big pants, which is awesome, by the yeah. way. I I was laughing. I could, I, you probably couldn't hear me, but I was laughing. It's just I love that whole story. It was just random and occurrence. And you're right. No one else is gonna have that. It, as no, an, as nobody's an, gonna have boom big pants. That's hilarious. Uh, so we really appreciate Robert coming on and and talking about what he's doing and his future and all that. And uh, send us a line. We have an email address, don't we? You can hit us up on Twitter at hh podcast show. And then also we've got a Gmail where you can send us a line, and that's hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And please, please, please send us a line. Hopefully we can have him back on again. Yeah, we'd love to you know, talk with him again. Like I said, he is like one of us. Deuce hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Robert, you're like one of us, man. We, I mean, it's so amazing. I mean, the guy is, is feels, I feel like he was sitting here and, like I said, yeah. on the proverbial couch, sitting on the couch with us and – and uh, amazing guy, class act. I mean, so and so personable. Like oh, you yeah. understand why everybody loves him. I mean, how could you not love this guy? I mean, he's awesome. He's awesome. So uh, definitely uh, send us a line. Um, let us know what you thought about today's episode. And uh, like we said to Robert earlier, this is a show made by fans for fans. We are unabashed geeks. We love doing this, and we love feedback too from you guys. So please definitely send us a line. Let us know what you think, and uh, we'll catch you guys later. Yep. Hashtag deuces on the loose. Later.